0: Hi, this is Van, and before we bring you another Between Two Trains episode, I wanted to let you know about a great event that's coming up in a couple of weeks. On November 11th, which is Veterans Day, the Blue and Gold Foundation of the Shambly Charter High School is putting on a ceremony to honor our veterans. At 1.30 at Shambly High School, there will be a celebration event, and then at 6 p.m., there will be a dinner appreciation please consider coming out and checking out one of those two events. If you're a veteran and you're listening to these, we want to hear from you. If you'd like to buy a ticket for the dinner appreciation, they're only $25 and they are tax deductible. You can find out more information from Cheryl Fink of the Blue and Gold Foundation at 678-977-1032 please consider coming to this great Veterans Day event. And now, Between Two Trains. Hi, my name is Theo, and you are listening to Between Two Trains. We bring you the best and brightest entrepreneurs in the North DeKalb area on the 1st and 15th of every month. Today, your co-hosts are Van Pappas and Eric Most. And now, Between Two Trains. All right, we're back for another Between Two Trains. My name is Van Pappas, and once again, I have my fabulous co-host, Eric Most. Eric, welcome back.
1: Van, how are you doing?
0: Doing good. We took, uh, you took a little break. We had a couple of episodes without you, so I'm glad you're back because I think this is going to be an exciting episode. Um, we are going to do something a little different instead of interviewing an entrepreneur, although we do have an entrepreneur in the room with us. We have asked the Chamber of Commerce, the Chamblee Chamber of Commerce, to come talk to us about the value of the Chamblee Chamber. So we have with us today the President, Jim Dimitri. Dimitri, yes. Dimitri, I you think I should know that by now <laughs> after all these years. Dimitri, I am absolutely the worst on names. Me too. And Aurora Santana, who is the, what's your official title for the Chamber?
2: I am the Office Administrator.
0: Office Administrator. So. What I like about Aurora is Aurora, Eric, has actually been with the Chamber since day one. The Chamber was started, and I think within the first week, she was hired, right? Well,
2: actually, the Chamber began, uh, well, the Chamber opened its business in December 2013, opened its doors to the public on April 2014, and I joined in June.
0: Okay, so it wasn't exactly day one, but it was really close. And she's been with the chamber ever since, seeing all kinds of changes uh, to the leadership, different presidents. She's had to really deal with a lot of different dynamics.
1: So that's very good. That's very good tenure.
2: Yes, I love it. She's doing something it's been great. right.
1: Well, speaking about the foundation of the chamber Van. do you know anything about that That's i
0: know a couple of things about that <laughs> but let's talk first about what the chamber is doing today and we can talk history as we go so jim you are now the current president of the chamber of commerce you took over when i took over in january of this year Van. okay all right and so let's talk a second about uh let's backtrack a little and talk about who you are and what you do. You're a lawyer, right? Tell us about your firm.
3: I am. Um, so my firm, Demetri DiCarlo, De we're here in Chambly. We've been in Chambly for about three years. Um, there are. I have two other partners, Becky DiCarlo and Peter Kaufman. We have practiced together for a long time in different firms. And we decided to open this firm in Chambly to... Um, really focus on small to mid size growing businesses. Um, we found this community really kind of fell in love with it. and have been really happy to be here ever since. So our firm works with companies from formation to maturity on general day to day corporate matters, contractual issues, disputes, um, as well as employment issues. So anything having to do with employees in the company, and we do litigation, both employment litigation and civil
0: litigation, commercial litigation. That's excellent. So when did you, so you've been in Chamblee for three years. When did you, how did we get from, Hey, we moved to Chamblee to I'm now the president of the chamber of commerce. Well, um, it happened relatively quickly. <laughs> it usually does. <laughs> it does,
3: as you know, from your experience. Um, one of my commitments to myself when we opened this office here in Chamblee is that I wanted to get involved in the community. And, um, Soon after we moved here, we joined the Chamber of Commerce and I met Kerry Mitchell, who was the president of the chamber at the time at one of the events and um, got to know him a little bit better, Um, went to lunch a few different times. And I thought that we were friends, but turns
0: out that Kerry was roping me into getting involved in the chamber. I'm uh, sorry, I have to laugh because <laughs> having been through that process and having been a former president of the chamber, that's exactly what the president does. He gets into office and then starts looking for who's going to take his place. That's exactly
3: right. So, and Kerry is a friend, so I obviously meant that as a joke, but yeah. um, I volunteered to get involved. Um, I got on two committees. One was the um, Small Business Committee, chaired by Carol Fisher, and the other was the Membership Committee, chaired by Tom Abbott at the time. Um, and I enjoyed being involved. And as the year went along, um, um, I got on the board because there was a vacancy on the board. And then I was asked whether I would serve as president of the chamber.
0: And um, well, I'm glad you mentioned the committees. So, Aurora, you've been here since the beginning. What committees does the chamber actually have? We uh, Jim mentioned the small business and the membership. Are there other committees besides we that? We have
2: the events committee and um, active at the moment is those three. Those three, okay. correct?
3: Well, as Aurora said, as you know, Van, for being involved in the chamber. It's always a challenge to find people that yeah. will devote the time. And it's not because they're not interested. It's because they're busy in their businesses.
0: Sure. They're running businesses. Of
3: course. They're busy running their businesses and dealing with all those issues that happen in all of our businesses day to day. And so we have a great group. And it continues to grow of volunteers who are willing to get involved. And But part of that process has been to try to consolidate some of our committees um, just out of lack of resources and then seek to bring more people in to get involved in the Chamber of Commerce so that we can do other things with other committees that we'd like to do. As Aurora said, you know, we have a couple of big events a year, and that requires quite a few people to get involved to make those um, come off seamlessly um, and professionally. So right now we really focus on membership, and um, part of that is marketing. And then as Aurora said, events. And so that is from big events to our normal monthly events where we try to consolidate
0: into one committee. I want to talk about membership for a second because I think sometimes there's a lack of understanding. So the people listening to this podcast are going to be all over the place. Uh, They're not just business owners and entrepreneurs listening to this podcast. We have regular citizens. And, you know, I think some of the citizens don't understand that there is a place for them in the chamber as well. Can you talk a little bit about what the chamber wants to see, whether it's a citizen coming to the event or participating or maybe even joining? Sure, I'd love to. Um...
3: We are, as you well know, because you were one of the founders of the Chamber of Commerce back in well, I didn't want to mention that, but okay, yes. <laughs> well, you were and and we're thankful for you doing that. Um, um, we are a basically a nonprofit business association. So we advocate for the interests of business. Um, we have a number of events where we try to support businesses overtly and um, behind the scenes. We have educational events we have events that we think are just interesting to the overall community we have networking events Um, and we we try to support our local businesses and any business that's interested in joining our chamber in a variety of different ways we are always looking for other people to get involved whether they're um, shambly citizens or even live outside this area whether they have a business or not we love to see new people coming to our events. We obviously are actively trying to solicit additional new members. Um, so the more people, the merrier as far as, far as we're concerned.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, in, the, there's, in the past, last year, there's a co, uh, it, co-branded event between the Brookhaven Chamber and the Chamblee Chamber. Um, it was kind of a creative way to bring people together um is that is that something that is it a regular thing? Was that kind of a one-time thing?
2: No, it's actually a regular thing. Barbara Barber was the person that brought me into the chamber. She's the one that found me at one of the Shambly One Hundred One classes that the city of Shambly puts for our residents. Mm-hmm. And um, J- just I decided- to clarify,
0: I don't mean to interrupt you. For yeah. the, our listeners don't know, Barbara was the executive director of the chamber correct. when it was first started. That is yeah. correct
2: and her and I attended a Shambly 101 class. She found me there, and she thought that I would be a great addition because I am a native uh, Spanish speaker, and we wanted to reach the Beaufort Highway community. Mm-hmm. So she bugged me for about five, five weeks, telling me, just send in your resume, send in your resume. We would love to have somebody in the chamber that speaks Spanish. So after a while I said okay let me go ahead and do it. Well when I joined the chamber she had to she had to leave. So Brookhaven knowing that she had experience with ChamberMaster and all our software decided let's pick her up. Yeah. And by picking her up it created a I would say an amicable relationship to where if she needs something, she calls me. If I need something, I call her. We work together. We, do, we are planning on doing more events together. Um, so, yes, it's a very amicable relationship between the Brookhaven and the Shambly Chamber.
1: And I think that's smart because we, we've got listeners on this podcast sure. throughout North DeKalb. Oh, yeah. You know, we've had
0: uh, we've had Brookhaven businesses on the podcast.
1: And, and with everything going on in Shambly, all the mixed-use development, all the people and the businesses that are coming, I mean, it just seems like a great platform for people and businesses to gain exposure and access.
3: I think that's exactly right. And if you look at our, obviously, what our mission is, which is to support business, um, businesses that are here in Shambly obviously have an interest in potentially doing business in Brookhaven, um, in the Dunwoody, Sandy Springs area as well. So we have close relationships with those other chambers of commerce and work together with them to support all of our members um, and make sure that all of our members are getting the information that we think that would be helpful for
0: them as they are going about their
3: day-to-day business.
0: I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm curious if, now that you've been the president for a while, if you think, on the same topic, if you think that each of these little cities having their own Chamber of Commerce is the best route, or should there be some kind of consolidation? Obviously there is a Decab Chamber of Commerce, but Decab's a big area. Should we be having conversations where maybe Brookhaven and Shambly combine forces and create one North Decab Chamber?
3: You know, it is a topic that, even in my short time, we have discussed. Um, our feeling at this point is that there continues to be great value in having just a Shambly Chamber of Commerce and not a a bigger North Fulton or regional chamber. But at the same time i think it's worthy of further discussion so one of the things that i set out to do when i became president earlier this year and haven't quite got done yet so it remains on my to-do list is actually i would like to form a group um, that is composed of chamber board members family chamber board members individuals in our business community and some officials with the city and and actually form a um strategic advisory group that would look at a number of different issues about how we can improve what we're doing and better serve the business community. And then I think that that is something that that group would want to take a look at mm-hmm. and see what the best outcome is for.
0: Because you know, at the end of the day, these uh, lines for the cities are just arbitrarily drawn by some politician and is there really much of a difference when it comes to the businesses between ones that are on the other side of the line for Brookhaven. You know, they're, they're similar businesses. They serve the same demographic of population. Sure. I mean, obviously, I go over to Brookhaven.
3: Sure. Yeah. Um, I live in the down, Dunwoody Sandy Springs area, but my business is here in Shambly, mm-hmm. and all of those are probably a 15 minute drive, yeah. depending on traffic, right? <laughs> I mean, in the Atlanta area, Driving is measured more on time rather than in miles. It could be two miles and it could take 30 minutes. Um, But we're all very close to each other, and we obviously have common interests in terms of supporting our our businesses. At the same time, Shambly has a great identity and is on a great path forward. Um, And so for those businesses that are here um, or those businesses that want to join our chamber, we want to make sure that we're paying particular attention
0: to them and supporting them in any way that we can. I, I'm so glad you brought that topic up. Um, yeah. Yeah,
2: right. I would like to add that when the chamber was founded, mm-hmm. someone saw the opportunity of making that a reality. That's why we have members that are from Brookhaven, from Doraville. We have members from all around all around Chamblee, and because we are not ready yet to become one one entity, Mm -hmm. uh, we do work with other chambers like Dunwoody, Dunwoody Perimeter, Brookhaven, that if they would like to come to one of our events, we give them the membership. So so at
0: your events, you have two different prices, just to clarify, if you're a member, you get a less price than if you're a non-member. That
2: is correct. And so you're
0: giving that member price to the corresponding members of other chambers. That
2: is correct. If they are an active member, they just send me a message, I'll give them the promotional code, and they come in as a chamber member Member. price. Mm -hmm.
1: Do they return the favor?
2: Yes, they do. Oh, well, there yes. you go. So, so if you are you need to go. You need
0: to go to a Brookhaven meeting.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: There we go. <laughs> well, I wanted to um, continue on the topic, Jim, that you were talking about, the new businesses coming, and and obviously we've talked a lot on this podcast with all the different entrepreneurs about how Shambly is transforming itself, the city, uh, the mayor, the council, city staff the development authority have done a great job of really pushing this growth and we're seeing it transformed and that means more businesses. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what the chamber sees with all this growth and, you know, is there too much growth? Uh, you know, I mean, because it is affecting some of our older businesses. It is. And, um, I mean, like you said, I, I can comment on what I
3: see and what I hear. Okay. Um, I, I don't know that I know all of the intricacies of um, exactly what's going on with the city or affecting all of our businesses. But we have obviously seen a tremendous growth in Shambling and that growth, by every indication, is going to continue. Um, if you just look at membership in our Chamber of Commerce, Um, I think that growth of Shambly businesses is reflected in, in our membership growth. And so we've grown about 20%, um, just year to date in terms of number of members. That's because of you, right? Well, it's certainly not because (laughs) of me. Um, but there's, there's, we've, I think we've done some great things and people before us did some great things to move us in this direction. But that obviously also reflects new businesses moving into the area. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that growth is great. We've had some great businesses come in, very successful businesses, which aren't necessarily big businesses. And I think that that's one thing that makes Shambly unique. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got a lot of entrepreneurs that have started businesses and have grown them. And the environment, I think, that the city has created for business growth has been wonderful. At the same time, that growth also brings pressures on businesses, And so, not surprisingly, we've seen things like office rents go up in the area. Um, There are businesses that I talk to that have grown enough where they need more space Mm -hmm. and they want to stay in Shambly, but those choices in terms of moving into bigger space are getting less and less because of the growth of the city. So with growth comes challenges, and um, having that work out in a way where we can keep the businesses that are here, here, and continue to attract new ones is obviously going to be the challenge going
0: forward. I hate to put you on the spot, but one of the uh, going back in history, and this was before your time, uh, we the the city of Shambles used to have a business association. Um, it was really just a networking group, uh, and that was how I got started in the organization. Was just like what you said with your story, I went to a meeting, I met the president, his name was Brent Morris, right. and within two months he had me on the board, and then all of a sudden I found the reason he had me on the board was because he wanted me to take over as president. Right. Um, and so at that time, there was a bit of a challenge between the relationship of the businesses and the city. It was, a, it was difficult to go through the city process, I will admit that they have done a fabulous job of changing that culture at the city uh, hall and making it a little bit easier to go through getting the permits and whatnot. But there's always going to be sort of that, hey, you know, how do I go through this? What do you see going forward with the chamber and the relationship with the city to make it even stronger? Um,
3: and that's a great question. We um, so. As you well know, our Chamber of Commerce does not have an economic development arm. Some other chambers do have that role, we don't. Um and so we want to make sure that our business community um is working closely and well with the city on the needs that the business community has. And I think our relationship with the city is very good at this point. There's always room for improvement and we're we're working hard to make it the best kind of relationship that we can. And Laura Lindman, who is the city's business outreach liaison, is um, an ex-officio member of our board, and we thought that that was very important for for her to be part of our group.
0: Yeah, that kind of shows how much, how far the city's come, because that position did not exist just even three, four years ago.
3: That's right. And, and that link between the city, government, and the businesses, and that role that Laura Or um, fills is a really important role, and then us working with the city and working with Laura to support her, we also feel is really important. So that has been great, and we're so pleased that she's involved with us. What we have found, what I found early on, going back to when I first started getting involved a year or two ago, is that a number of businesses just had questions about if I need a sign permit, who do I talk to? Yeah, Um, and so. You know, when you deal with the Chambly City government, it sure is a heck of a lot easier than going down to DeKalb County. And that's not a knock on DeKalb County. Oh,
0: that's okay. You can knock DeKalb <laughs> County. It's,
3: it's really big, right? <laughs> um, so one of the things that we've tried to do is to help our business community understand who is in City Hall and what do they do. So last year and this year, we had an event where we, sit, we called it Meet the City and um, all of the department heads from the city came to the event and introduced themselves described what they do um, and everybody had an opportunity to meet them one-on-one let alone hear little talks about what their priorities were which just helps that relationship i think between our businesses and our city officials Um, we obviously also have the annual state of the city event excellent event it is it's a great event um with the mayor giving an update on what's been going on over the past year and what the plans are going forward and that is well supported as well by all the city officials yeah um the
0: downtown development authority i love that event because you know it used to be when we were the business association uh, the mayor did the same thing but it was to a crowd of maybe 20 or 30 people in the the old 1970s Civic Center that Shambly has, right. and today it's what? Tell us what that event's like. It's not 20 or 30 people anymore. <laughs> it's not. How many really people, well, or how many people do we get at that last event?
2: Last year we got we had 173 people at the Marriott Ballroom, and we've we've held that event there for three years yeah. in a row. And every year the crowd gets bigger yeah. from all over the place. Many city officials from the cab. Um, I mean, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. we
0: got to give a huge shout-out to the Marriott. They do such a great they job uh, hosting that for the Chamber, and um, obviously they have the space to, to hold such a big event.
3: And it's a beautiful facility. Yeah. I mean, it was completely renovated. I think
0: several years ago. Right.
3: And so it is really a nice hotel, and, and we love having the event over there.
0: Well, we have come to the point where we need to take a short break to hear from our sponsor. And uh, when we come back, we're going to play our fun hot or not game. You got some questions for him, Eric? I for now? do. Wait okay. and see. Come we'll, back and
1: find out. We'll be back just after these messages. Looking for an affordable, functional, and creative space to work? Check out 3411 Coworking in downtown Shambly. They have flexible month-to-month office space options that include fiber internet, meeting rooms, printing, coffee, snacks, and networking events. 3411 Coworking is the perfect place for entrepreneurs, remote workers, and small business owners looking for a one-stop shop for your professional needs. Stop by for a tour Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and see how 3411 Coworking can work for you. All right.
0: Welcome back to Between Two Trains. My name is Van. I'm sitting here to my right with Eric Moss, my co-host. And we've been having a, a great conversation with Jim and Aurora from the Chambly Chamber of Commerce. And uh, we're going to throw some softballs at them for Hot or Not.
1: Here we go. I'm warming up. You have okay. me in the pen. That's All right. Warming up. Um, so... One of the challenges for the chamber is driving membership, also getting speaker, a series of speakers lined up. So when it comes to approaching new members and specifically the businesses that are maybe new, uh, cold calling, hot or not. Cold calling on those businesses to say, hey, here we are. Is that hot or not? How do you approach that? (laughs)
0: Jim's got the biggest smile on his face. I I have a feeling he's done that some.
3: I I have. And so I'm going to say hot. um, But I understand how reluctant people are to engage in cold calling. At the same time, I think we have a great product to sell. So go ahead and pick up the phone and give somebody a call that you might not know. Mm-hmm. Introduce yourself and talk about the great right things that we're doing.
0: Do you think it's uh, easier if you went actually into the business rather than just pick up the phone?
3: Absolutely. and so that, that's always does the membership
0: the membership committee. They have like a you know an endeavor to do that to go around door to door.
3: We do. Um, we do. And we've now got some great marketing materials um, yeah. that we've put together. And I've got to thank Jenna Simons at Black Bear Design for helping us put this together.
0: Yes. Yeah, she uh, was on the show uh, a couple of months back. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And one of our great Chamley businesses. Um, so, you know, we have something to give people that we think helps explain who we are. And the better, the, the more you can get face to face with somebody, the better.
1: Yeah. Now, how, Now, let me just go a step further. In terms of lining up the speakers to come in or planning that out, how do you approach them? Because, I mean, you approached the guy from the AJC, Riley. Uh, you Kevin know, Riley. Kevin Riley. I mean, a lot of times these are people that are tough to gain access to, so hot or not, cold calling them.
2: <laughs> very hot. <laughs> very hot. And the reason um, is because they're very my word they are very impo- busy people yeah. Yeah. first of all and then we also have to find a topic that our chamber members are interested in so the most difficult thing there is to find something that will be interesting and useful for our members right finding a person that has the time to come to a breakfast or a luncheon and speak to them is the 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 thing that becomes difficult. So we're always open for ideas and we always ask if you have somebody that you can recommend, if you have a connection, like for example, five years ago, we had Charlene Fang that brought... Monica Pearson to right. us, that was absolutely amazing. And yeah. the only reason why she was able to come and do it for us was because she is a personal friend. Of so Charlene. if you have a very imp- a yeah. very important friend that could bring a great topic to the Chamblee business community, give us a call. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think you're right, having been in that role at one time, having to, to find speakers. And I think you would admit, Aurora, that... Um, the turnout at the events really is reflective of what the topic is and who that speaker is because there have been some chamber events where you got like less than a handful of people that show up and nothing against whoever that speaker was, but it just wasn't engaging for the, the community to come to.
2: That is correct, but then also we have, we have events where not many people show up but the speakers are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it it's it really is a difficult um, how can it's a balancing I balancing act. It's a difficult way it's a difficult thing to balance because sometimes the speakers are great but yeah. not there wasn't much of a turnout and then sometimes the well most of the time that when there is a big turnout the speakers are fantastic. I always so like the
0: events that y'all put on where they were almost and you mentioned the the city one, or maybe Eric did, I don't remember, where you had all the different staff from the city, almost like a, a panel type of thing. And we've had a lot of those over the years at the chamber. We did one where we brought all the different mayors, I think, yes. from all this corresponding cities, and maybe All the economic development managers, and there was a number of those panel style. Oh, the developer one—that was a really great one. We invited the chamber, invited uh, the lead developers on all these developments that we're now seeing completed to come and talk about when they were still under construction. So, well, Eric, another,
1: another, another, if you got uh, another one. I thought we were going to ping-pong.
0: Oh, okay, so that makes it my turn. um, All right, all right, all right. So, golly, there's some I want to ask, but I think I'd be in trouble for asking them. So while
3: you're you're thinking of that, I want to mention one other event that we started. Yes, please. And kind of back to that topic of getting the right people and how does it all work out. Mm -hmm. So earlier this year, um, Jen Holbrook Sales with Building 4 Fabrication came up with a great idea for a networking event to um, that we call Chamber Cheers, to go around to some of our great local restaurants and see if they would host a networking event um, where we could get our members to come and hopefully find ways to do business with each other. So we've had several of those this year. Um, We started at Blue Top, we've been to Hopsticks, we did one at the Marriott, we did our annual one at Vintage with Frosty Caboose, Um, We just did one at Downwind Restaurant, and they have been great events. And it's been so successful that we're now actually getting calls from other restaurants um, and establishments in this community for us to have an event at their location. So once you can get something going like that, word gets around Mm -hmm. and um, it helps draw
0: other people and other businesses into the chamber. So it's been great. Is there a critical mass that the chamber needs to take the organization to the next level? You mentioned how some chambers have an economic development arm. You know, Is Shambly ready for that, or we still have some growth to go before the chamber can handle that? We still have some growth to go. Yeah, um, we, we are still relatively small. Yeah. Um, and still relatively young, if you think about how old chambers are. That was... Uh, when we, Eric, when we started the chamber, or how many years has it been now? Five? Since December of 2013. Right. So when we started that five years ago, there was a comment that was made over and over, which was one of the driving forces for doing it, which was, Chamblee a hundred-year-old city. How does it not have a chamber of commerce? Because you have... Like the Sea of Atlanta's got a chamber, and you know, then you've got state chambers and whatnot. They've been around for a long, long time, and here you have a very old city that has no chamber of commerce. Um, so it's relatively young. What, what critical mass do you think – like, do you have a number in mind on how many members the chamber needs to get to? Maybe a goal that we at Between Two Trains can help uh, push – 300 members, 500 members, 1,000 members, where we need to be? Well, that's a great question. I don't know that I have a
3: specific goal in mind. I, I, at this point, have growth goals over the short term Mm -hmm. um, and try not to get too ahead of myself. Um, We have about 120 members right now. Mm -hmm. I would love over the next year to get to 200 members,
0: Mm -hmm. and then we'll go from there. Well, that should be achievable when you think about – the fact that Chamblee and a lot of people don't realize this is has a lot of businesses, unlike some of our neighboring cities that uh, have more citizen population than than uh, businesses. Chamblee's got close to 2,100, I believe. Does that number sound right, or yes. about 2,100 businesses? That's a lot for a city this size.
3: It is, and it's ranging in size, obviously, from sole proprietors to significant corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's some areas of Shambly that we haven't tapped yet, where we need to go and do more face-to-face um, um, s- discussions with businesses. So the one that always comes to the top of my mind is the Century City Complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that That's part of Shambly. There are yeah. a lot of great businesses over there. Um, people we,
0: forget about the office businesses because they so focus on the restaurants and the retailers and, you know, stuff like that. That's right.
3: So, I mean, there's, there's, it's, you know, is it, would you call it low hanging fruit? I'm not sure I'd go that far, but certainly, you know, I could spend an afternoon going door to door in a number sure. of, a number of buildings over there. In Century I think Center. also
0: another from a geographical, since you mentioned that a lot of people don't know that Century Center is part of the city of Shambly um just that whole access road along 85 which has tons of businesses up and down it which are all inside the city limits sure and people completely forget there are businesses over there because it's not like i mean it's an access road you know right that's right there's got to be a hundred plus businesses just on that road
3: i mean this area specifically Shambly, is becoming so popular that even locations
0: that are outside
3: the city limits are putting the Chamblee name on their business.
0: And that's a big change because that was not what it used to be. Mm. There was at one time in this city's history, a negative connotation and people wanted to call their business Dunwoody, even though they they were located in Chamblee, it frustrates the hell out of me that there's an apartment complex uh, out right outside my neighborhood that, Calls itself Dunwoody on the name of the apartment complex. I won't mention what their whole name is, but they are not in Dunwoody. Well, it well, wouldn't surprise me if they changed their name. Yeah. Because yeah. that connotation of Shambly of is
3: gone, gone. obviously. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, to give you an example, when Whole Foods came in, they were calling themselves. Whole Foods Brookhaven. Brookhaven, yeah. And now, as soon as you come in, it says Whole Foods shambly Also, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, of Atlanta, the one yeah. here off of uh, Claremont and Pitch Tree Boulevard, they were calling themselves C O C H yeah. O A of Brookhaven slash Shambly, which now they're just dropping the Brookhaven and calling themselves Shambly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a, and you're right about that. Well, we're almost out of time here, so I wanted to give you, Jim, the opportunity, any parting words, what you want to tell people, a, a website for them to go join as members? Sure. First, I'd like to thank you both for hosting us today. This
3: has been great and enjoyable, and I love hearing your Between Two Chains podcast every week, so thank you again. Um, my parting words is, we would love to get more people involved we need more people to get on committees we would love to get new members um, i think we've got some great things to offer aurora's been the glue that's kept us together for years and years so she knows all the ins and outs and anybody can give her a call and get any information that they need you can visit our website um and we have an online application and you can pay right online when you join i think our our dues are. Extremely reasonable, um, and so we would love anybody else to, to join and come and uh, hang out with us and, and develop some business because that's what we're all about. Before we go, you want
0: to give a plug for if someone needs your services as a lawyer, where should they go?
3: Sure. Thank you very much. Um, our website is Um and we are on North Peachtree Road between Peachtree Road and Peachtree Boulevard.
0: Well Eric, once again, thank you for being my co-host. Any any parting words from Chase Bank?
1: Well, I you know, we we love participating in, in events and um you know if you haven't checked out the roster of events, you know, it's a good good practice to do as you plan out your year is to go online and look at the schedule of events, get on the email train and, and <laughs> um get get the notifications from Aurora. She does a great job. In terms of the banking business, uh Things are, things are, it's, we're growing the market, business is good, Um, you know, the Fed recently cut rates and it looks like uh, that may continue. So that's sparking a lot of conversations, uh, kind of a different sentiment in terms of, uh, you know, where things are going economically. But, you know, whenever things change and move, it's good for business.
0: Well, thank y'all uh, Aurora thank you Jim thank for you. coming on the show and we'll be back in two weeks with another great episode of Between Two Trains thanks Van thank you